What is going on, guys? Hey, it is the weekend. Wire. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Culture Jack Podcast. As always, take a moment, hit the subscribe button or follow button on your favorite podcasting platform so you guys don't miss an episode. We have been dropping a ton of content lately, predominantly discussing and highlighting some of the things there at the E3 showcases that have been going on for the last week and uh we are going to start rolling back into our regular shows on thursday friday saturday sunday monday so again hit the follow button if you want to drop a comment please feel free to do so check us out on facebook at culture jack the podcast and uh, we got some weekend wire stuff to dive into happy father's day for those that are listening the day this comes out. And uh, because it's Father's Day, I have foregone our regular movie news. And I want to go through one of these movie lists that I found on the internet. I think it's the same. I'm Actually, I'm sure it is. It's the same as some of the other ones. So these guys regularly write these. And I searched for a couple of other. And then it goes uh, to provider-dependent. Um, as far as lists go. So we're going to be looking at 46 of the greatest Father's Day movies to watch with dad this year. Brought to you by the uh, Country Living, which is the provider of this list. We're going to go into that. We're going to talk a little bit about video games. And I've got to, I've got to talk about the new iOS 15 coming to your Apple devices this fall. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So those are the three things we're covering in this Father's Day special here on the Culture Jack podcast. Let's dive into some movies, shall we? So again, 46. So let me uh, uh, kind of start this conversation with, uh, I haven't always agreed with these lists. That's the fun. And that's the reason I like uh, finding lists like this because I didn't curate them, so the uh, reaction I have is organic, and uh, often they uh, pull stuff in that I I just generally would not have pulled in, so it also uh, adds that element as well. So 46 Greatest Father's Day Movies to Watch with Dad this year. Again, brought to you by Country Living. That's where the list comes from. You're listening to it here on the Culture Jack Podcast. We're going to start it off with number one on the list is On Golden Pond. What could be better this Father's Day than a movie that gives you hope for those of us who may not have the perfect relationship with our dads? Henry Fonda plays a cantankerous Norman who spends his summer at home on Golden Pond. His estranged daughter chooses to stay with her family to mend the relationship with her father before it's too late. And she has any regrets. Available on Amazon.com for $9.99. I've never seen this movie. I've never even heard of this movie. The cover, <laughs> you should Google this because the cover of it makes it looks like makes it look like a movie from like the early 90s. That's what this the cover looks like. I probably won't watch this, I'm gonna tell you the truth. But it may be a thing that you want to watch. Let's keep going. Here's one I am familiar with. 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh, th- this is a good movie because we have Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, uh, and his dad, his dad that's in the movie, Kurt Russell, which is, uh, what was it, Eco or... I'm going to mess the name up there, but I get why this is on the list at number two. Your dad will definitely be down for this Marvel flick, which also happens to center around Peter, Chris Pratt, search for his long lost father. Will he and his crew be distracted by all of his father's planet has to offer, or will he fulfill his mission? This film also introduces us to Corky Mantis, which is, Kind of a weird way to write it. Yes, absolutely. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Great choice. Um, depending on the age range. I would I would say that would depend on the kind of the age range of your father. If they're and if they're following it or not. Um, another one, and this I liked this movie. This has been on the podcast before. So uh right now we're two for three. The first one, not so much this this one. Onward by Disney. Um, I get that. That's literally what they're trying to do. They're trying to get that extra five minutes uh, with their dad. So the unconventional Father's Day film follows Elf Brothers as they set out on an epic quest to bring back their long lost father. The funny animated feature from Pixar is for the father figure types we have in our lives that are worth celebrating alongside our biological dads. And the you got you got to check this out. It, it was a pretty good movie. I, I enjoyed it, especially if it's an animated, um, for an animated, I should say, uh, movie. And you've got Chris, you, uh, what Tom Holland's in it? I think Tom and Chris and a couple of other voice actors. All right, so I'm gonna turn it up a little bit here, so we don't spend three hours watching it. But so two of three is is good. Uh, the next one, number four, is We Bought a Zoo. Uh, that's a decent movie if you haven't seen that with Matt Damon. Um, and a couple of other actors. It's a family movie. They buy a zoo. Uh, so let's go to number five, Captain Fantastic. I've never heard nor seen of this. Uh, it's got Viggo Mortensen in it. Let's see. It says eccentric dad Ben Cash, which is Viggo Mortensen, has lived with his wife off the grid, raising their six children. The family follows strict regiments of exercise, education, and food gathering. But when Ben's wife dies, the family is forced to enter the real world. Ah, to fish out of the water, all all of this stuff. I might check that out. That's called Captain Fantastic. That could be a a fun kind of cooler movie. It says it's available on Amazon.com for $4.99. Actually, all of these say they're... So this is suspect to being an Amazon Prime list, I guess. Well, actually, I guess they sell it. So maybe that's, that's the result. The Judge... 2014 i own this movie and i've watched this movie several times this is uh selection six of 46 if you guys haven't seen this this is a great movie it's got robert duvall and uh, who is a judge and it's got robert downey jr which is his son and it's uh kind of one of those bad relationships that needs to turn good kind of situations you guys got to check it out it's the judge 2014 really good story great acting by both of those guys that is a movie i have seen uh the next one is mr mom which is uh, michael keaton and, and terry gar this is this is an older movie i may have seen this movie as a kid i'm thinking i i did so let's keep going he got game which is spike lee joint 
starring Denzel Washington. And I, I can't remember the other actor's name, who, who's also a pretty, pretty big actor. Um, this is a good movie. I have seen this movie as well. It is in this father-son flick, Denzel Washington plays a convict who wanted to rebuild his relationship with his estranged son, the nation's top basketball recruit, while also trying to convince him to play for the governor's alma alma mater. Um, If he's successful, within one week, his prison sentence will be greatly reduced. But if his son... But will his son welcome him back into his life? Question. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I do recall watching that in the, I believe it was in the late, late nineties. Here's another one seen many times over and many of you have too. Miss Doubtfire starring the late Robin Williams. I love this movie. As a kid with uh, my siblings, I bet you we watched this movie at least 50 times. Uh, A great movie. This next movie I saw as well. This was a, this was a good movie too. It's cheaper by the dozen starring a ton of people. Um, but also has the great Steve Martin. That's that I, I can definitely see why that's one. Uh, Three Men and a Baby is another one. That's another one from my childhood. Uh, this was a big movie. There's, I think, there's what two movies, three movies to this. I don't know. Anyways, this has Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson. Uh, just three dads taking care of a baby. Great movie. Uh, another movie with Ted Danson is dad this is number two and it also has jack lemon and ethan hawk movie is called literally dad check it out um definitely maybe which is the first and maybe the only ryan reynolds movie that's on the list uh i recall seeing that movie as well let's i'm gonna i'm gonna start ripping through these because i don't want to talk about this the whole time (laughs) uh star wars the empire strikes back star wars always a great that's it that's a good one um, the game plan starring The Rock, that would be a good one. More of a kid's parent thing. Uh, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, which are Adam Sandler, Chris Rock. I, a bunch of a bunch of guys are in that one. Finding Nemo, The Pursuit of Happiness starring Will Smith. That was a great movie. Parenthood with Steve Martin's another great movie. Well, it was great when I was a kid. That One of those deals. Uh, <laughs> you can't get any better than... Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's Vacation. And to me, it's any of the vacation movies. I love them. Uh, those are classics. We got Zach Afron, 17 again. We got Cheaper by the Dozen 2, which Steve Martin is accompanied by Eugene Levy. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's a classic. Uh, that like Some of these movies will will uh, work for pretty much any, any dad. And... Uh, that's probably one of them. Uh, like Father, Like Son, which is Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron. What a Girl, uh, Freaky Friday, Field of Dreams. That's another one. I love that. I still love that movie. If you build it, they will come. Kevin Costner, absolutely. Like Kevin Costner is one of my uh, all-time favorite actors. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Daddy's Home, that's a great movie. I love it. Uh, there's several several versions of the, or several versions several chapters to this movie. Um, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Daddy's Home Two, which I loved as well. That would be part two. Hopefully, they make it part three, which is a uh, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, John Lithgow, and Mel Gibson. We got Air Force One, which is a great 
a, a great movie to watch. I mean, that's just a good movie. Harrison Ford. I feel like Harrison Ford, and and maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like Harrison Ford translates well. Um, if you're in your like 30s, a little older than 30, uh, can translate to your to your dad, your uncle. Uh, if you were watching a movie with an older guy like that, his acting just translates like his character translates. And I know I'm off topic there, but I was just thinking about that. I'm like, man, Harrison Ford, that dude's been acting forever. It's like uh, Clint Eastwood. They just translate or Steve Martin does does very well in that area, too. So uh, Father of the Bride is another one. Father of the Bride 2 is another one. It Takes Two is another one. Imagine That is another movie. The Godfather, classic, great movie. Parent Trap, Taken, uh, Daddy Daycare. The Royal Tenenbaums. That was actually a funny movie. The movie Annie. Armageddon. Big Daddy. The Lion King. The Shiny. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's there's some, a little bit of continuity, I guess, between some of these selections uh, just in the genre. I mean, they're all family-centric movies or the bulk of them or relationship movies uh, to some degree. And uh, that's that's what it is. So that is the list brought to you by Country Living. And it is the top 46 greatest Father's Day movies to watch with dad this year. Sorry, I didn't go into every one of those. There's a lot of classics, though. I feel like that may have been the best list I've read of theirs to date. So, yeah, there we go. We do have a bunch of movie news coming, guys. Uh, and in fact, we got a, a bunch of stuff planned for the uh Culture Jack podcaster. So I'm a, I'm excited to uh, see what comes over the next couple of weeks and uh, what new content. Doing the E3 stuff has been a blast, uh, just a ch- complete change. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Let's dive into some gaming news, though. Um, this is the only gaming news I'm going to cover today because because of all the E3 stuff. And at this moment, I think we're still going to be dropping additional additional uh gaming information for you folks so uh i'm just gonna hit this one because i watched several videos on this and i'm interested in it i am gonna try to get back into this and that is cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.23 so if you're cyberpunk 77 or 77 2077 um player you know that there's been like these subtle updates trying to correct uh, some of the issues this last one 1.23 I, I believe, yeah, June 17, 2021. I'm going to go through this real quick. I don't know all the details and intricacies of does it look better? Does it look worse? Does it, I did play the game the other day. I watched a couple of videos on it. Um, there's definitely some praise to this uh, patch, but there's still a lot of speculation and uh, hard criticisms against CD Projekt Red, against Cyberpunk. Um, they're just going to kill this thing off. They're not going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know the answers to that, and I'm not going to dispute that uh, with going through this patch. I don't think there's enough evidence to support either side. So let's just go through the patch. So patch 1.23 for Cyberpunk 2077 is live now on PC, consoles, and Stadia. Let's see. Quests and open world space oddity. Fixed an issue where the open the package objective could change location. Next, gig, family matters. Fixed an issue where Juliet's car could disappear on site after completing the quest. 
uh, fixed a streaming issue of Juliet's house, uh, fixed an issue where it wasn't possible to enter Juliet's house if the player didn't meet either the attribute, oh, didn't meet either of the attribute requirements. The heist fixed an issue where Jackie could go through the glass, fixed an issue preventing game guards from attacking the player, fixed an issue where the search for our Sokka office uh, objective could remain active after fulfilling. Um, There's a bunch of issues on the heist. I'm going to go to the next one. Nomad removed unnecessary button prompts. The hunt new segment in the share. uh, Oh, and the shard from river. Will the property play? uh, Now it'll play audio correctly. The beast in me fixed an issue where the progression could be blocked. If the player left Claire after the sand, uh, Santo Domingo race too early. Queen of the Highway fixed the issue where the Basilic could clip through some of the trees uh, down on the... St- Actually, there are so many. I'm just going to read the headers because there's so many. I didn't realize there were so many. Um, so the Nomad, the Beast, Queen on the Highway, uh, down on the streets getting a getting, uh, little bit of patch, forward to death section or segment of the game, gig, goodbye tonight, path of glory, glig no, a gig, no fix, uh, no fixers, uh, getting warmer, many ways to skin a cat, cyber psycho sighting, where the bodies hit the floor, (laughs) cyber psycho sighting, on deaf ears, I fought the law, and then in game pay, uh, game play, fixed an issue where after killing an NPC and stealing their car, their body could get stuck in the car. Adam Smasher will no longer receive damage during animations between his attack phases. Fixed an issue where dropping an NPC's bodies caused too much destruction. Uh, cat- uh, what is it? Uh, let's see, cyberware. Oh, and then it was just saying cyberware wasn't working properly. Visual. Fixed Johnny's spectral appearance in various quests. Fixed various issues related to clipping in NPC's clothing. That one was actually kind of funny because I guess there's some inappropriate clipping. I watched a YouTube video. Actually, I watched two YouTube videos where they had made mention of that to where we'll just say parts on some of the characters would uh, appear as though they were not clothed. Um, Fixed various issues related. uh, We already talked about that fixed appearance of rocks in the Badlands. The pickup fixed an issue where one of the. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Stability and performance, numerous crash fixes and animations, and it just goes through some specs, PC specific, they fix some resolution, Xbox specific. Um, Fixed an issue where signing out during a scene, fade out, could result in the game being partially unresponsive. Fixed an issue with a pause in the game. There's three. Let's uh, just take a quick look here on this let me look at this real quick let me do hold on here I'm waiting for my computer to load same okay so let's read a couple of these comments i obviously i didn't go line to line through line on each one of these but i felt like the majority of them were uh people were happy yeah so uh Klaus miss 
I'm not. First comment says, kudos, CDPR. Second comment says, great work. Cheers. Third comment says, thank you. Hope we'll get to see the fix uh, for vanishing, quick hack, crafting specs in the next patch. Next one says, this is great and all, but I would really appreciate if something could be done with the dumb AI, especially NPC and NPC cars. The streaming update seems interesting. It is very visible that many things aren't loaded when you see them. And then the load, when you zoom in on them, even NPCs in the vehicles that are quite close, if the VRAM is the issue, barely half of what I have is used, and it seems 16 gigs. Great work, everyone. However, still no resolution for bugged achievements on Xbox, Mean Streets, or City Lights. Any updates on the fix? Prem stuff, fellas. I specifically uninstalled the game in order to download a fresh patched up version. I don't have high hopes for this one, though. Keep up the hard work. Anyways, that's the comments on it. I, after watching videos, after reading this with you guys right now and reviewing kind of the patch, I I want Cyberpunk to be what it was meant to be. And I hope this patch uh, corrects the, the issues that they listed and maybe addresses some other issues that were uh, maybe not announced and hope that they they just keep doing this and then hope that the uh, HD or UHD patch comes out soon because I, I think they have something pretty awesome here. It's just, it's glitchy as fuck. And they need the HD pack. Like, I can't stress that enough. And I hope they don't like half-ass the HD update. Um, I really hope they don't half-ass it. All right, so that's the Cyberpunk patch one dash two dash or not dash anything one dash two three that's it so that's it for the gaming news so today like i said i i approached today like okay i want to do a weekend wire we've been hitting e3 hard we've got i I believe like i said i think we got a couple of other e3s uh e3 highlight announcements coming and with getting back into the weekend wire was like let's it is father's day when i'm recording this let's run through the list here that's a fun thing to do. Let's talk about the cyberpunk patch that has been just wreaking havoc on the internet. And then the last thing, again, I'm going to go through this. I'm not going to probably do this a ton of justice. However, uh, there's resources for all of the material I'm talking about today. And most of the material both Dustin and I cover, uh, there are resources if you want more information or would like to dive in knee deep. Because uh, for me, especially uh, when I'm explaining anything that's complex. I'm trying to go through it as quick as I can just to give you an idea. It isn't a, uh, we're not doing a detailed breakdown. These aren't our products. This, you know, with some of the hype, I know we go more detailed than, than, than others. But in this case, if you're interested in the cyberpunk patch update information, go to cyberpunk2077.com and then you can find the patch and it breaks it completely down for you. And you can read the comments and in any, in anything else that you want to review that's currently applicable to Cyberpunk. So the last thing, this is also available. And if you're an Apple user, Mac user, I would highly recommend going over to apple.com 
and looking at this. This is the iOS 15 preview. Now, <clears throat> I've been a uh, iPhone user for many, many years, and I feel like the partial updates, so when they're in a category like 14.12, right? We're in iOS 14 right now. Those are cool. I mean, like, but iOS 14, when it came out, it was awesome. And now iOS 15, the preview, and it is coming this fall. It's awesome. So go to apple.com, check it out. I'm going to try to go through and do some of the justice. This one specifically, um, it's best to watch a video because there's so many different things that may or may not pertain to you, um, depending on how you are as a, a product user, how you are as an app user, how what what products you currently have, what products are you going to currently use. So check out apple.com iOS 15. Let's go into this. New experiences, true connections. Staying in touch is more essential than ever with SharePlay. You can watch together, listen together, and share your screen right inside of FaceTime calls. Also, sound and feel more natural. And messages make it even easier to find it and enjoy the great content shared from friends and family. So this is a pretty hefty update that's coming this fall. There's a great video, a showcase style video that Apple put together. Again, that's also available. So you have the apple.com uh, webpage as a resource. So you can scroll through it like I am right now. Um, but there was also a really good video that came out a couple of weeks ago. I watched it and I was like, holy shit, there's way too much for me to cover here so I definitely recommend if you are a Mac and Apple user, check it out. It's going to be a free software upgrade for those uh, that have semi-current products. And it's important because the functionality is going to dramatically change uh, both internally and the opportunity to maybe do some things you want to do uh, that you never really thought about. So let's dive into it. FaceTime, introducing screenplay or share play. Keep FaceTime conversations going as you watch TV shows and movies, listen to music, and share your screen with SharePlay. It's an entirely new way to have experiences with family, friends, no matter the distance. Aside from the image, like I like how they, they portray the image with the exception of holding it. Like hold, like just seeing that, the first thing that comes to mind is like, you're going to hold your device for, 90 minutes while talking to your friend in your hand tilted toward you. That's kind of a daunting task. Let's go into some of these features, though. Watch together. Stream movies and TV shows while on FaceTime calls with friends. With synced playback and controls, you'll see everyone laugh, jump, and react at the same time uh, with those same moments. And the volume automatically adjusts so you can keep talking while you watch. Listen together, get together and listen to an album with friends. The whole group can see what's next and add a song to a shared queue with synced playback and easy to use controls. It's also pretty cool. Share the screen. Share your screen with everyone in your FaceTime call. Browse apartment listings, swipe through a photo album or play your next vacation or plan your next vacation as a group. All while seeing and talking one together. That's kind of cool. I mean, like that, that I, I feel like that's pretty cool. Spatinal sound. Individual voices sound like they're coming from the direction 
in which each person is positioned on your screen, helping conversations flow more naturally. That is fucking awesome. So what that means, I'm looking at an image, of course, but think of this as you have a configuration of people on your uh, on your call there, your FaceTime call, and as you're talking to them, if your friend is in the left upper-hand corner, the sound through your audio will be coming from the left-hand upper corner as opposed to the sequential left and right channels. That's kind of nice because then it feels like they're coming from the area that they're displayed. And however that configuration is per person, that's absolutely awesome. I feel like that's awesome, right? Uh, let's keep going. We've got grid view. Grid view shows people on your FaceTime call in the same size tiles so you can have better conversations with a larger group. The speaker will automatically be highlighted so you always know who you're talking to. Portrait mode. Inspired by portrait mode on the camera, this new video effect puts the focus on you, not what's behind you. Mic modes. Voice isolation minimizes background noise and puts your voice front and center. When the music or sounds around you are are as important as to what you have to say, wide spectrum leaves the ambient sound unfiltered. So that's cool. I mean, like uh, FaceTime links, schedule and share FaceTime calls with a unique web link. That's cool. Um, again, some of these some of these items, these integrations that they're pulling from, it's smart because. A lot of this stuff they're taking from Microsoft Teams, which has had a substantial, all of these VC companies, mind you, have had a substantial uh, increase in users because of COVID-19. If we remember COVID-19, when it kicked, all of these like Zoom calls and all of these VC media companies all of a sudden got fucking hammered with users because people were like, shit, how do we meet? We're doing phone calls. Let's do some VC stuff. Who has it? Is it GoToMeeting? Is it Zoom? Is it Microsoft Teams? What is it? And now Apple, Apple's always had FaceTime. You've always been able to bring people in. But now I feel like they're offering a lot of really cool premium um, integrations that's going to evolve their FaceTime. So um, invite anyone on FaceTime. That's kind of a given. Uh, messages and emojis. So shared with you. Now, the links, images, and other content shared with you messages are featured in a new shared with you section in in the corresponding app. You can even reply right from the app you're enjoying it in. Um, You got to look. This one's a little bit. I guess more difficult to uh, to articulate, but actually this is cool. You have to watch the video on this, uh, I guess, to get a further a further ex- explanation. So shared with you in apps. What that means is in apps they can share data, uh, they can share a clip from this, they can share. Uh, so it's native as opposed to uh, the way that some of it has done, some of it hasn't. I mean, a lot of this, like we share our podcast, and when we do those links that we put on our Facebook page will take you to Apple Podcasts, will take you to SoundCloud, will take you. Uh, same kind of idea, but a little different. Um, they've got some new emojis and some new outfits and some cool stuff there. Photo collection is really cool. That's where it stacks photos. So essentially think of it as this. I send you 10 photos as opposed to you getting 10 messages in your drop down and filling up the feed. It collectively kind of stacks together to where you could go through that section of 10 photos. It's kind of nice. Um, focus. This was actually a pretty cool thing. I, I am going to look into this. 
um, once it comes out, they had a whole section on focusing, focusing on resting, focusing on work, focusing on gaming, reading, driving, whatever it is. And there's a lot of kind of cool features here um, to where you can start signaling your statuses. Like I use the, uh, I I think it's the uh, do not disturb or sleep status um, on my phone at night now. So I don't get notifications. I don't get emails. I don't get phone calls. I get none of that stuff. And I believe this is them kind of taking that to the next level to where they're trying to promote and add features that will allow you to have less disruption in the daily world, which I think is great because cell phone usage and consumption, while I'm a consumer, just like many of you, if not all of you, um, I do feel like there is overuse. There is, uh, I guess, a cultural change here that's going to eke it's going to e- impact our social connection negatively is my opinion. I'm going to go into that in a different episode. I don't even want to dive into that. Anyways, I think it's, a, I think there's a lot of cool features uh, that hopefully will be utilized by, by the masses. So we can keep seeing this. Uh, they did redesign notifications. Notifications have a new look, including contact photos and larger app icons to make them even easier to identify. You can also like do this uh, like pop-up thing now, like a widget style, which is awesome. Um, they added a lot of new uh, features and experiences in maps now and in driving. The maps look even better. Like these guys, it's crazy. Uh, there's walking view. There's transit features. Safari, once again, is getting a, a new tab uh, design. Group uh, for tab groups, voice search is getting revamped. Uh, there's going to be ex- extensions finally. Now you can install Safari extensions onto your iPhone, and just like on Mac, you can choose when those extensions will be active. Uh, wallet ID cards, add your driver's license, state ID to your wallet, which is great. Um, intelligence designed to be helpful. Live chat. So hold on, let's see what this is. Live text, excuse me. Um, live text intelligently unlocks rich and useful information on images so you can make a call, send an email or look up. Oh yeah, I get what it's saying. So if you, uh, look at an image, it allows you to go into the image essentially. Like if you're looking at, they're showing a a picture of like a realtor sign, you know how it says like, you know, Remax and it's, you know, Jim Johnson and the number is whatever it is. So instead of just like, you know, taking a picture of you, I believe you can take a picture, um, or you can just turn your camera on and it'll read it for you. And then you just click the buttons. It's making it interactive. They're, they're, they're getting very clever and really pushing what it is that you're, you as a user could do. And some of this stuff you mean it, you, you may not ever use, but I still think it's cool, uh, to include live text also works in camera apps. So you can point your phone, uh, and, essentially rip or or take text off of a sign that's so fucking sick live text transitions let's see visual lookup there's so much stuff spotlight photos uh interactive memories with a new look the health stuff's getting an update uh there is a new privacy update the iCloud's got some new stuff and and so much more and it, it, it does it goes on and on if you are an apple user like i just said 
Apple Mac user. Check it out. Apple.com. It's fun to read about because this is coming to our devices and it's free and it's going to be fucking awesome. So that's it for the tech news. Uh, let's see. What else do I, I, I think that's it. I think I'll wrap it there. I've been just going all over the place with stuff. Uh, I'm having fun with it though. Today we talked about 46, the greatest father's day movies. Talked a little bit about gaming news with that cyberpunk 2077 1.23 update. And we're talking about that Apple iOS 15 preview. Exciting stuff is heading our direction. Once again, collectively, um, if you're an Apple user in that case, but if you're one of those things had to have hit you as far as, uh, between cyberpunk and Apple, I'm hoping, uh, something intrigued you to at least go to the website and check it out that's all i got guys again i truly appreciate you guys checking out the culture jack podcast we drop episodes like this we've got a lot of different shows a lot of cool things happening here on the podcast you're gonna miss them if you don't hit that subscribe button so take a second smash that guy drop us a comment and we'll catch up with you in the next episode